Fucking teenagers. <laughs> With you as always is I'm I'm Ryan Shealy. Um, you can find me on on Google. Um, and, and, uh, and, and with me as joining me as always is Matt Rather. Um, welcome can, back. You can find me on Google too, but no one cares to find me on Google. Um, and and uh, I, we'd like to uh, you know welcome back all of our all of our listeners. We've been uh, you know doing and this. About actually, we'd like to welcome our new listeners. That's the, you, you take the words from my mouth, Matt. Um, we uh, we uh, from you know we like to welcome our new listeners from DPI four hundred one Institutions and Development. Um, yeah, absolutely, you know, I, from uh, our, our our budding bureaucrats. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> there's there's also a lot of budding social entrepreneurs, um, budding academics, uh-huh. uh, budding budding politicians, budding activists. Um, truly, truly, the world of development is uh, is their oyster. Um, <laughs> uh, but these are these are um, these are the students from my class who uh, learned about this this podcast uh, while googling me while while uh, procrastinating um, for for their final exam. Um, and then uh, right, one, have, of, have, one of our compatriots a... ratted on them uh, to, to me, <laughs> alerting me to their uh, that the, the, on their listserv, and, and the, you know alerting me to both that, that this was discovered, and then forwarding along the chain of reactions to this. Most of which these, were, I mean, do they not? Do your students are they not acquainted with elementary game theory? Like, always rat out your neighbor and expect that your neighbor is going to rat you out. <laughs> Right, so it's it's a, well, right, and then they are they they're well acquainted. They're economists, so it's interesting that um, right the 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 Nash equilibria Nash equilibrium would have been for me to receive eighty emails right um, this morning <laughs> that uh, that the, their that their compatriots had uh, had done this. Um, no, but in, in uh, uh, I have a, I have, a, I have a, a bit of a, a challenge to raise to you, Ryan. Though, sure. Um, what does it say? That it took them this long. So that's a good question. Um, I mean, this will be borne out as I as I read their final papers over the coming um, uh, <laughs> uh, days and weeks. Uh, that, but I, I think that well, I, I think it says one of two things. One is that they have a, a, already a a robust portfolio of uh, procrastination strategies, right? Um, and so. Um, you know, probably have a set of blogs that they read um, that are very much in, in a relatively interconnected um, development, you know, international yeah, exactly. development uh, uh, space. Oh, I was about to say interconnected, like all the Gawker Media blogs. Oh, it could know? be that, right? So it's well, so, but there's there's kind of the formal interconnection, but you you see this. Um, I mean, there's there's this great. Um, 
I saw once a post. I'll see if I can dig it up and put it in our links. Um, there was a post once that was a social network analysis of political blogs um, and showed – and you know, just through some simple color coding – showed that the right-wing and left-wing blogs were very densely – I mean it showed something that we know, right? It's good social science because it shows something that we know intu- to be intuitively true, um, that, that, that there's these two very Wait, dense – that's your definition of good <laughs> social science? That's, that's, that's my de- – Oh, sorry. Should I turn up the sarcasm filter? Uh, it's good social science. <laughs> Scare quotes on all of these. Um, uh, it's good social science um, because it's telling us what we know. But but I think it's, it at least puts it in a very, very the graph uh, the graphic is very nice of these two densely interconnected um blogospheres that very that have very little cross connections right so that even though you know uh, like you know overthinking it has a you know we're part now of a relatively densely connected set of 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 blogs that you know there we we get a lot of our link traffic from a relatively stable set of um of friendly sites and podcasts um, right. and, and send a lot of traffic back to those things through, through Twitter, through our, um, you know, links in, in our posts uh, and so on and so forth. And so I think part of this is just that um, this entertainment and pop culture web series. Uh, so I don't think we have a lot of students who are, who um, spend a lot of their internet time in that particular corner of uh, the internet. But then I think the th- second thing it says is is something about the the process of doing of doing research and uh, you know the the combination of of search terms and uh, and filtering of of, of you know separating um, signal from noise uh, in the internet um, could also explain. Um, why it took so long for this to come to light. Um, one of my students who I, I ran into di- to today said, oh, you know, because I, I was remarking to some, uh, I was talking to several students, and I, I mentioned that often things that are on my mind from class are, um, you know, re- have come up again in this in this podcast. Uh, but obviously... No doubt, you, know, you have one with- mind, right? And like, uh, we talk, you know... Yeah, exactly, and and but and I think that you know that this 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 podcast absolutely is not a stretch um, with you know that some of these fundamental concerns that drive my research and teaching interests are part of the same mission statement of of this of this um, of this podcast and and are themes that come up in especially in Gossip Girl to a lesser extent in Glee, um, and so I, so when I was saying that you know I would would often reiterate or summarize things from class, he says, "Well, you, you should have told us earlier because then we could have listened to these podcasts as a review of the uh. lectures." I said, "Well, not exactly like that. First of all, there's a lot, much more colorful language." <laughs> Um, and you know, th- th- it would also just you know double or quadruple the uh, recommended readings. Um, uh-huh. But regardless, regardless of whether you are a, a new enroller um, from from the students or um, someone who's been with us uh, all all the way since the beginning, I mean, we've been doing this for about a year, right? A, about a year yeah, and three about months. That, that's now. right. 
Um, and so regardless of who you are, we, we thank you for, for tuning in, um, for, for con- contributing, whether that's through uh, emails to tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com, whether that's uh, by calling in uh, at 20 fat jago one that's 203-285-6401. You remember that all by yourself. That's fantastic. I, I know. I mean, it's, I, I'll tell you, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, how much cognitive space that I was have been able to uh, clear <laughs> clear of in the last week? Um, we're also on the twitters um, at TFT Podcast. Oh, and I twittered something yesterday while I was watching Gossip Girl. Oh, what did, what did you twitter, Matt? I twittered, OMG, Chuck uh, Blair and Dan are totally going to do it. I mean, right? Let's talk about that. But it's 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 got this this it is it is it is now their T loss. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I think, I think you're right about that. Um, like it is the, it is the, the telos of the girl to go wild. And then we've learned to immediately regret going wild <laughs> or to eventually regret the going wild. Uh, so let's, so let's, well, so to just pause. So our, our agenda for the day, here's, here's where we are, right? So we've been off for a few weeks. We've accumulated, I believe, Two gossip girls and three glees um, since we last uh, recorded, um, and so what we're going to. But then we're and then both shows um, have just begun their their winter break, their holiday hiatus, and are off till mid to late January. Yeah, late January in gossip girls' case, yeah. Right, um, and I think I think Glee also is off until maybe sometime in the twenties um, of. Sure. of of January, if I'm not mistaken. So what we're going to do is, uh, this is going to be a Gossip Girl focused uh, episode. Aren't there aren't uh, there American sporting events that take up a lot of a lot of the uh, the kind of the air in January that suck a lot of the air out of the room? Yes, the Super Series Bowl Cup. I've uh, yeah, I've heard of that. I you know I am not. Uh, I'm the last sports. I'm I'm told that uh, football is the one with the funny hats and the shoulder pads. Um, that's, that's, isn't that, isn't that marching band? Um, (laughs) isn't that that kabuki theater? (laughs) I feel like that description, like, is, is almost, it'd be interesting. I mean, that's like every (laughs) human endeavor. Yeah, right. Like, like the story, the story of humanity is 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 the one with the the funny hats and the shoulder pads, right? right? Like you know, the organization of militaries of 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 religions, right? Like like the story of 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 organized society, right? Like, what separates us from written history, from from the from uh, oral tradition and uh, pre modern societies are the funny hats and the shoulder pads. <laughs> Uh, but so okay, what are we doing today? So, so what do we do today? Is, is that we're, uh, uh, we're 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 killing a lot of time. We're filibustering is what we're doing today. <laughs> no, we're only ten, we're only ten minutes in. That's great. We got we got time for analysis. Emphasis um, on the anal. Yeah. No. This is this is the um, uh, that that was Matt Rather. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do not, I do not approve that message. <laughs> this is I've the been... problem about the, the 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 blinding glare now of of attention. Um, it, it's it, at this point, this is going to be just redu- all the fun. We have to go off market, right? There's got to be the secret podcast that's even more secret and done with pseudonyms where we, we do all of our, 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 our cursing. Um, but, but students of mine, you've heard me talk about wire, the wire in the class, um, a few times. Um, if you haven't yet watched it, uh, there's a character named Omar. He dies. Uh, <laughs> 
It's uh, I, I should explain for the we we um uh, unlike the rest of overthinking it where we we try to keep it relatively PG thirteen and spoiler free we um we talk a blue streak on this show and we also uh, we have no compunction about spoiling anything ever so uh, you know Omar dies. Um, at the end of the uh, at the end of the Mark Wahlberg movie, The Fighter, which, uh, which <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were talking about Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of Boogie Nights, he whips out his thirteen inch dick, and you uh, just hold <laughs> you just hold on it. You don't even see Wahlberg's face in the shot. It's just uh, it's a mirror shot of this big dick. Um, no, I was going uh, to spoil. I was going to spoil The Fighter. Uh, which I saw, I saw last weekend. I think it's released this coming weekend. Oh, I went to yeah, it. Hillary Swank dies at the end of that. Right? <laughs> of cancer? Uh, no, of being hit on the head or something. No, he wins. It's a triumphant. It's like a. It's a sports movie. So you know, he wins at the end. Um, Is that really a spoiler? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's based on a true story. I suppose it's not. Uh, I suppose it's not. Um, because um, it's a matter, it's a matter of public record. Okay, what's something, what's something, uh, what's something better I can spoil? Uh, Inception. It's all a dream, or is it? Um, but yeah, we we um, yeah. So I, I think that maybe we'll be, we'll be spoiling even more things because um, I, I I don't know that I will self edit that much, but um, I I. It'll probably reduce the the amount of, of of swearing and vulgarity to the to the absolute minimum uh, necessary to, to the, convey yeah, to the, the to the to the really truly necessary vulgarity. That's right. To yes, exactly. Um, which I think will 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 be will will be fine for our purposes. Okay, so um, this is this is the Gossip Girl episode. We'll do the Glee episode later on because I actually haven't Glee hasn't aired in my time zone yet, and there you have it. Um, so, so with Gossip Girl, let's maybe we should jump in. We've gotten some um, good listener feedback, yeah. Um, some good reading responses, or listening responses, or viewing responses, or whatever you want to call them, um, from a few of our listeners. One, um, something old and something new. Um, uh, let's, and start, so, let's start with Cat because I think it's the main. It's the main thing. We have there. There are two responses. One is about Ben, and one is about Rachel. Um, this is this is from Cat. Uh, our Inveterate <laughs> correspondent. Really to dig deep on that one, huh? <laughs> we, uh, you know, we haven't been so reliable about um, about the show because uh, both Ryan and I, in in totally different ways, uh, both Ryan and I sort of function in the academic universe, um, uh, in in two different kinds of trade school, and the uh, the. It's it, the schedule makes it difficult to find time to record episodes. It seems like every week it was you know we couldn't we couldn't record enough about skins. But now that the main point of the show is back, now that Gossip Girl and Glee are back, we uh, you know we can't re- release an episode but every two or three weeks. And Cat every week sends us a uh, you know very politely worded but insistent message uh you know uh <laughs> when's the episode coming out so cat this is this is for you we're reading we're reading this is a question of who watches the watchman cat watches the watchman <laughs> yeah absolutely um so cat um is talking about the uh the teacher um, that Dan, uh, do you remember the Age of Innocence episode of? Yes. Um, and it, it's interesting that the Age of Innocence comes up in connection with Dan Stupin, a teacher, because when we first meet 
Juliet, uh, I don't know if you remember back this far, but she was holding a copy of Edith Wharton's The House of Mirth, right? Which is a, which is a very um, interesting text kind of to, to compare with uh, the Juliet arc because it's about uh, someone who, who both is and isn't um, a member of high society trying to enter New York high society. Right, right. Uh, but, um, you know, but uh, actually I think The Age of Innocence is actually a much more interesting uh, text to compare it to because it uh, because of the European connection that we've seen this season um, on Gossip Girl and last season also with the kind of transnational uh, hipsterati um, right you know and also you know and also kind of the the meaning of Paris right the um, the Eiffel Tower as the alternative phallus to the Empire State Building right we right. Um, you know, uh, the transatlantic creating the transatlantic cremester field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the transit and um, uh, the inciting event to uh, Wharton's The Age of Innocence is um, the Countess uh, Ellen Olenska, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in the movie, in the Martin Scorsese movie, um, coming home, uh, returning home uh, after a divorce with her European um, husband who was, you know, European aristocracy, he may as well be a, a vampire. Uh, he is so kind of enmeshed in this, this um, uh, sign system, this kind of symbiology of the, uh, of this kind of semiotic system, symbiology, what is this, the Da Vinci Code? Uh, with this semiotic system of the kind of the old, decaying, uh, morally unsound European um, aristocracy. Uh, she comes back to New York and tries to re-enter... Um, upright New York society, which is still pretty uptight uh, at that at that point, and is is uh, sort of governed by old line Dutch families, and mm-hmm. um, you know, so this is this is uh, uh, this is I think a more interesting text for Gossip Girl, but the one that we have is the House of Mirth, where uh, uh, oh, what's her name, Lily Bart, Jillian uh, Anderson in the movie. No, the, Bart Bass, Lily Bass. No, Lily Bart, right? Lily Bart. Yeah. We, we talked about this yeah, a little Julian bit. Anderson in the when, movie. When Juliet was introduced, we oh, spent yeah, a little yeah. time. We tr- so, um, okay, so go back there if you want to hear about, if you hear about the, um, if you want to hear about the House of Mirth. But anyway, so she's, um, uh, it's interesting that the, that the, uh, the Stupp and the Teachers uh, plots are uh, are both associated with a um, with an Edith Wharton novel, right? Because uh, uh, Dan is and his teacher, and what was her name? Rachel, maybe. Yeah, Rachel Carr, I believe. Got it. Uh, well, uh, sort of. Who looked, around- I, I'm almost certain the actress who played this teacher is almost certainly the same age as the principal actors playing the the high school students, you know, right? There's that- one age on television and it's about 23, you know, and <laughs> some of the 23s go down to be teenagers. Some of the 23s go up to be like middle management. You know, there's like 23 and then there's grandpa on television. these days. <laughs> but um, anyway, so this is, um, this is an aside. The interesting example of that is, cat um, uh, points out. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think there's just an interesting example of that. Um, is, you know, to plug the show that, that follows, um, glee for the, you know, for those of you who still watch TV on TV, um, raising hope plays with this in an, in an interesting way, right. That is about, um, you know, it's, it's, it's from the creator of, um, oh, my name is Earl, and plays in a similar world of um, kind of, you know, a, a, a work, working class family um, who, you know, have kids at younger ages, right? And so part of the, 
uh, the main character, the main protagonist, who is a maybe 20 year old, um, you know, uh, single father, um, lives with his parents who had him when they were about 15 um, uh-huh. or something like that, right? And so, you know, the, the actors playing the parents are the same age as the, more or less the same age as the, uh, as the main character, as their son, um, or as the actor who plays their son. Um, and, and so it plays on this dynamic in, a, in an explicit way. And it's actually quite a good show. Um, if, you're, if you're kind of killing half out, have a half hour to kill after uh, watching Glee, or you have just another half hour to kill on the Waffles or, or the Hulus, um, I actually recommend checking out um, uh, uh, Raising Hope, um, as it is about the consequences um, of, of fucking teenagers. Right. Or of, of the teenagers who fuck one another, rather. Well, that's, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, Stooping and Consequences is a, um, uh, is, a, is a sort of theme here. So this is what Kat has to say about this. Um, you know, uh, Kat says, I don't remember her fate, Rachel's fate, but I certainly don't remember her going to jail. Aside from the male-female double standard, there's also, um, there's also a kind of uh, way, in a differing way in which these two teachers seem to be involved in plots against the students. Rachel uh, ended up exposing Blair's machinations and plots, uh, thus getting her acceptance to Yale withdrawn in favor of... And uh, and uh, uh, who who went to Yale instead of Blair? This is a little quiz for the uh, for the listeners. Who went to Yale? Three, two. Your your answer one. after the break. This is the Aflac trivia question. <laughs> uh, Aflac. Nelly Yuki. Um, how does this contrast with with Ben's actions? Uh, you know, he Ben doesn't act directly, but needs a proxy who is Julia to act for him because. Um, He's in jail. But it's interesting that the, the proxy is, is a female because the plotting and scheming is done by, uh, is done by the women. Um, both are determined that the student be punished, says Cad, and unwilling to let go of their desire for vengeance. Ben seems to be willing to go farther. And Cat, I, I should say, Cat wrote this before the events of the, of the most recent episode. Ben seems to be willing to go farther, but it's unclear right now whether his actions will result in a lasting change. Again, she wrote it before this plotline wrapped up, and so we'll, we'll deal with this. Uh, Rachel's actions did result in Blair being denied her dream of going to Yale... Uh, then NYU, then Columbia. It seems as though Rachel had been successful, uh, but the the recent transfer to Columbia dilutes her temporary success if it doesn't fix things entirely. Um, yeah, and that's that's more or less uh, what what Cat has to say. So they're they're Cat and Cat is loyal about reading responses. Remember that uh, out of every you know out of every thirteen <laughs> episodes, uh, eight are required reading responses, and you can email those to TFT. Right, and as we're as we're reaching the end of the semester, you you may um, if you if you find yourself. Um uh, with a backlog, you may submit a longer, a more developed essay in place uh, in combining the the, the, requ- the recommended word count of several uh, reading responses right. into a longer, a longer thematic essay. Absolutely, uh, yeah. What we would like to see is an essay of some three to five thousand words. Uh, <laughs> you know, tracing uh, tracing one um, one character or theme through several uh, episodes of Gossip Girl. Uh, with with an extensive work cited list, uh, both in the social sciences and in uh, English literature. <laughs> um, you think we'll actually get any? 
I'll if you if someone sends us a five thousand word essay that I think is any damn good, I will send you a free overthinking it T shirt. Excellent. Um, uh, I but, actually okay, so I, I, I'm going to do that myself <laughs> and get myself a free overthinking it T shirt. Um, so well, let's 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 so so what do we? Um, should we let's we, I mean let's actually, go, yeah there's another email from Amanda in Brazil which is fantastic uh, Amanda we love you you're my new you're my new listener crush uh, Amanda because you wrote in such a great email but it's about Lily and I think we want to talk about Lily not that, I, not that not that we play favorites on this podcast or anything <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Jerk. Um, but, uh, but, uh, I, we want to talk about Lily, but let's talk about Ben first because this, I mean, this plot line has been, um, uh, this plot line has been, <laughs> uh, um, uh, has been kind of a surprise, I think, to both of us in that they actually really managed to hold on to something for a full 13 episodes, right? That's right. I mean, because they introduced Juliet. In the very first episode of the season, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, right? Um, that where she she met Nate it, by what seemed to be coincidence, um, and then so slowly um, wormed her way into this into this social circle, um, and right. and started to put her plot into place. And then we we only we we very very gradually learned the contours of this. Um, of this scheme, and um, really only in the last few episodes um, did we really understand the the motivations um, that were that were at play um, and so I think and it was surprising to us because we expected you know the first podcast that we did when Gossip Girl came back, I think we were very skeptical that this would go anywhere that this we, we um, believed that this would be wrapped up within two three episodes. Um, you know the characters would disappear, um, and then we would never hear of them again. You know, with l- relatively little changed uh, uh, in the fundamental structure of the, of the show. Right. Um, and and now here we are. Um, you know, at the at the end of the semester, uh, thirteen weeks later, and um, and that that appears not to be the case, right? That um, but you know that this 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 last episode was wrapping this up, right? And and it's where. We are really told who Ben is and and what the backstory is. Although we we were indicated, right? This is kind of was given to us in pieces over like about four or five episodes ago, right? When Juliet and Colin were talking about Ben and were indicating that he had been um, a teacher, yep. Um, and then when when Juliet blackmails Lily and says. Um, you know, this is not the first time that Serena has had uh, that. You know, the Colin is not the first teacher that Serena has had a relationship with, right. and I think that that and it's that's again, it's it's a bit subtle, right? You have to kind of piece those together, and so this last episode, you know, destroys all elements of ambiguity here, and really, really goes for broke. Yeah, but it's. I mean, I think the twist. The twist is a good twist, which is that. Um which yeah. is that it actually that it actually didn't happen, and that Lily was actually the one who um, who did this as a way of uh, resuscitating her daughter's reputation. That is to say, um, being a fuck up is not okay if you're just a party girl, but it is okay if you're a victim of mm-hmm. molestation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that like she could get back into Constance, uh, she could re-enter. Um, she could re-enter New York society 
uh, right um, as a uh, as a as a victim of something uh, rather than uh, rather than just as a um, as an irrepressible you know bon vivant, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, so those are the two little those are the two pieces of what we're kind of going through today. So, but should we? And these are the two things that. Um, that uh amanda focused on um in her in her email well, I so just, i want to do you want to do you want to read a few uh oh sorry make it clear that uh, i mean we were talking about ben for a second and like um the 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 ben revenge plot versus the rachel revenge plot was the one that was the one the cat brought up and that um you know it's uh, it's funny how people get drawn into uh, the kind of the machinations uh, for a social position between the characters on Gossip Girl, right? And um, both Colin and the and Colin's predecessor, right? B- both left their uh, visiting professor, their you know I don't know one semester lectureship in the practice of business and psychology, or right, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, because of the, uh, you know, because of the machinations of these fucking teenagers, and um, who are sophomores, right? Mm, yeah, I guess they are sophomores. I assume that all of their, well, I guess um, their sophomores are there's something like you know redshirted freshmen, um, you know, yeah. because I guess Blair is Blair transferred her credits from NYU. One would guess, but and then. Um, Serena is a freshman, right? Um, yeah, and then, right, exactly. And, and then Chuck Bass does not actually attend the, you know, benefactor slash auditor, right? <laughs> is, is, is his role at Columbia? See, right, exactly. Um, you know, so that uh, that that teachers qu- teachers either quit because they they are wary of getting drawn in, or um, high school teachers. I mean, that is to say, college teachers quit, and high school teachers get drawn into the machinations of the, of the characters. Um, and Ben, I think, wants revenge, but wants a sort of social revenge uh, to to alienate um, Serena from the. Uh, uh, I don't know, from the friends on whom she relies or something like that. But then Juliet, it gets personal for Juliet, and she she sort of uh, takes it a step further. Uh, because well, she- right, but but it's it's. I think that it's it's what's important to note here, and is that Ben's revenge is structural in a sense, right? Um, and and in some sense, right, in that. Well, I don't know if it's Ben's revenge is 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 structural or or Juliet's is, and 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 let me just explain what I mean by by structural is 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 some element of this revenge plot is attacking this um, the the uh, system whereby um, the Serena Vander Vander Woodsons of the world and the you know the Lily Vander Woodson Bass Humphreys of of the world um, can you know no matter what happens to them they they rise to the top again right that um, uh, that uh, that there are there's a, a a structural kind of flexibility to um, that that no matter no matter if they lose, they win, right? Um, by you know, you, you they win by changing the game that they were playing that that everyone was playing in the first place, um, and and part of what makes this happen is the 
are the social social connections themselves, right? That that the um, you know this is the um, the earliest usage of the term social capital. Um, you know, social capital now is used to men you know, in a broad sense. We've talked about it a little bit in this. Um, yeah, it's something that has to do with Facebook, isn't it? Oh well, yeah, it has to do with the you know it's in in, a, in the benign sense or in the positive sense um, that's talked about by. You know, contemporary political scientists like Robert Putnam, it's a good thing, right? Social capital is something that allows for collective action uh, to occur, but it's, it's the um, it, uh, the trust um, embedded in, in networks. But when it was, you know, first described, um, it had much more to do. You know, I think it was the ideas of social capital were first articulated by sociologists like Bourdieu. Um, and Bourdieu was, was arguing that, that there was an inherent power dynamic um, in, in this idea of, of interconnectedness, right? That, um, that, that social capital was really, right. It was a form of capital. Um, and it was, it was a form of um, uh, assets that, that was, that were uh, uh, unequally distributed um and so i think what we see um in the case you know of of of, of serena is you know or, or an element of the ben juliet revenge plot is is decapitalizing um is, is liquidating uh serena's social assets right um and and sure. really um removing her from that structure disembedding her um from 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 that social structure um and, and that's i mean that's an interesting uh you know liquidating her her social aqua assets right like um uh you know liquidity gives you a certain amount of flexibility you know in uh in how you can respond to to things uh, yes, you know what I mean, and that, uh, rather than rather than having your assets tied up in in um, <laughs> I don't know in social securities or something, right? Like or social stocks and bonds. Um, the, uh, well, sure, it's, or it's in in predictable in a small, you know, yeah, in 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 a in 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 more structured and. Um, less malleable relationships, um, whether that those are, you know, particularly those that are um, mediated by institutions and social organizations, right? So that part of, you know, what we've talked about in, in Gossip Girl is that, you know, that there are these free-floating, right? Part of this, this, this liquidity of, um, of, of, of the Gossip Girl worlds, of the, of the Upper East Side world, uh, is is both this these dense um, overlapping relationships, but the fact that these alliances are very fluid and they can be reshaped um, for for particular purposes, right? So that there is um, that and, and a lot of the power, a lot of social power, in here is in those in 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 both the fluidity. But also, you know, and this combination between structure and fluidity, right? And the, the the this this liquidity is itself a property. You know, it's a second order property of these of these social networks. Sure. Um, and so I, I I think that the interesting question, right? So it's that. So I don't, I, I guess neither of of so I think there's a variety of different in terms of. 
um, though, you know, thinking about outsider perspectives on this, right? Or thinking of, of threats to this social order um, and, and the position of different characters and revenge plots vis-a-vis this, this social order. I mean, I guess Ben is about... I, I, I take back what I was saying earlier. So I don't think Ben is trying to destroy the entire social order, um, but he wants to, you know, understands that this is a is this is a structural phenomenon, right? And, and that, that and that that um yeah exactly, and that that uh, Juliet kind of crosses the line when she takes it into a non-structural domain, which is to say when she kind of uh, when she transgresses yes. against Serena's person, right? Yes, by, by yes, her. exactly. And it's not it's not chloroform. Last time we thought it was chloroform, but it it's was ether. Uh, it's ether, right? Um, much like the the Nas song, Nas wrote a dis when when Nas and Jay Z were feuding huh. a few years back. Um, one of the Nas's diss tracks was called Ether, um, and and so so even to this day uh, in hip hop circles, a a vicious diss is is referred to as ethering somebody. Huh. Um, yeah, so and ether it's referred to in this is, is ether is somewhat of an old timey. Um, roofie, but is it is it old timey? I mean, nineteenth like century roofie or something like that, or what? Well, I forget exactly what they said. But it, um, but yeah, so it was. It's it's not it's not typically used currently. Is that the? Um, do you have any? I mean, or I guess, do you do you know uh, any great? Great uses of ether in in classical fiction or drama. Yes, I I actually do. I um, I, I I'm, I'm I, I I knew you would. <laughs> uh, I would like to. I'd like. To we didn't to plan you, that, but I just knew I could. I could. Um, I'd like to refer you to a little text, uh, a, a, a film text uh, called Disney's One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Um, <laughs> the the original animated uh, adaptation of the novel. And I've seen all of them. I've seen, you know, the one with Glenn Close. I've seen the animated one and actually read the novel, which I, I recommend to you. But um, the, uh, there's a great pun uh, with, with the two sort of doltish uh, hooligans who are doing the, the shit work for Cruella de Vil. Um, and they're talking about how they can kidnap someone. And one of them turns to the other and says, and we've got no chloroform. And the other says, right. And no ether, either. And the other hits him over the head and says, either. Correcting his <laughs> pronunciation. There you go. Um, excellent. So, so <laughs> that's uh, um, um, even, even better than I could have expected. Yes. Now, um, I mean, and so, so, so sorry, one, sorry, one more. The, um, the big one is proof rock, isn't it? Right. Uh, the big reference to to ether in English letters is is proof rock, right? Let us go, then you and I, while the evening is stretched out against the sky like a patient, etherized upon a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is to say, that that um, simile operates by you know comparing the laying out, uh, the stretching out um, of uh, evening against the sky to the stretching out of a, of a patient upon the table, and kind of signals the kind of uh, world that you're in. Uh, with Elliot. Anyway, that's a, there's a serious one for you. Um, why so serious? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I and I think though, but the, so that this, you know, the 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 ethering of uh, and the laying out 
uh, the the laying out of Serena in a cheap motel in Queens um, um, by Juliet, as you say, is is a is a bit different, right? Than um, than than Ben's, which is a little bit more about. Yes, he's still it's 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 still specifically targeted towards Serena, but it's about. It's still it's ultimately an attack, about. I mean, it's, an, it's an attack against the the forms of privilege for the privilege, exactly. Yeah, but, which let her, uh, which let her kind of dick him around like that. But this is still a little different. What we see in the motivations of of Jenny Humphrey, who's much more like, who is much more of a ultimately a a, a terrorist, right? Who who's 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 in some, or not even a terrorist? Who's is, is a a a sort of Dadaist, a sort a, of a, well, a, leg, a legerian Joker, right? right. Um, yeah, exactly. And and you know, in the way that um, that Cassie is in 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 the latter half of season two of Skins, right? Someone who is for some way or another has been so. Um, cast out by this social order that the only option is to is to destroy it um, and and to use it to really you know cause it, it, it to self destruct um, and so that there's a there's a, a range of um, motivations and in this plot line they all and a, range, and a range of techniques as well and a range of techniques and and in this and in this um, set of of episodes we saw them. Um, Interact with one each other. And we one see, I, I think we learned something ways, about the characters. Right? We learned something about Jenny, about Vanessa, and about Juliet uh, by what they're willing to do, right in service of their aims, in service, right, so of, tell, in service so, of their so, revenge. Well, t- uh, talk a little more about that. Well, okay. Uh, so Jenny, right? Jenny and Vanessa both are horrified um, that this led to Serena's being being kidnapped and drugged. Or, I mean, I. Or rather, they don't know she's kidnapped. I guess so that th- that like their their um, attack against Serena sent her on a bender, so far as they know, right? And that uh, that it you know I don't know her self esteem cratered to such an extent that she um, uh, you know she went on this this sort of drug binge, uh, and so they they want to do it, and then. Um, uh, Vanessa is willing to sell. Jenny is willing to own up to it. Vanessa is not. She's she in exchange for Juliet's promise that she, she'll retain membership in the clan, as it were. Um, she's willing to sell Jenny out, and Juliet right. is the one who is is willing really to go to the wall, sort of beyond. It, it gets personal for her. Ben says it's. Um, Ben says it's uh, you know this is not this is not what I had in mind. Juliet said, "Yeah, but I started losing things too." You know, Nate, my life at Columbia, um, all of, you know, all of this stuff. Right. It's you know it's interesting and it doesn't really track plot wise, but it would be interesting to kind of speculate about where um, Ben's plot began. You know, because uh, Juliet kind of getting into Columbia and being at the right secret society at the point at which Blair and Serena showed up there, the, the, it's all it's all a little convenient, right? I, I I think if you if you try to retcon it into the um, to the plot, it, it wouldn't be too successful. But I mean, I'm wondering if it's one of these things where 
she just happened to be at Columbia. It's not that she was placed at Columbia for that purpose, but she was at Columbia and then it becomes, and then it's publicly announced that Serena Vander Woodson is attending Columbia. Sure. Um, and, and this is the moment where they say, okay, this is, you know, Hey, that, you know, that bitch is now at Columbia. Um, let's do something about this. Right. right? Like, I, I think that's a plausible way um, to, to view, to view that without it having been a, you know, the, a, a long, you know, the longest of the long cons. Um, so let's do, so the villain that's revealed is, is Lily really, you know, cause Lily was the one who Serena had nothing to do with, with uh, uh, making this false accusation right. of, of um, sex abuse against, well, well let's, statutory rape essentially against the teacher, right? Well, but yeah, but let's let's pull this out a little bit, right? So I, I actually think this is where we can go to um, Amanda's email um, because you you were talking a little bit about the or like the deep origins um, of 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 um, this uh, of this plot, and part of what we see here is that um, you know Ben plays a, a crucial role here. Um, of of shouting out, you know, of, of deciding, of realizing what Juliet is about to do, which is ultimately it seems that it is kill Serena, right? Um, and 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 you know raises the alarm, um, and Nate just happens to be in prison uh, to hear him shouting about this, right? Or and he even you know Ben picks out Nate and tells him to warn Serena, right? And, and uh, listener Amanda from Brazil points out, um, you know, writes that Ben's been resentful of Serena ever since his character first came up, plotting to take everything away from her. After Serena's flashback in this past episode uh, that shows her once somewhat innocent and friendly re- relationship and her confession that she was in love with him, his feelings mellow and he doesn't want her to be harmed anymore. What? What? Um, unless her flashback was tra- transmitted to him telepathically, I don't understand how he'd suddenly have a change of heart and think of her that way. She was in therapy, remembering her past and getting emotional. He was in jail thinking she'd put him there. The only reason for him to be worried about what happens to her would be that Juliet, that w- would be that he was Juliet's accomplice and would suffer the consequences of whatever she decided to do at this point. Right. This is, this is what we're addressing, which is that Ben's, Ben's um, uh, revenge is structural. Whereas Juliet's is personal, right? So you, so you, you find this this turn plausible because you you believe that um, a, as of like the last episode um, when when Serena when Ben learns that Serena has been drugged um, and and you know dumped in this hotel, he believes at this point that um, that Juliet's methods have become unsound. Right. Yeah, and that that this is kind. I mean. Uh, that this has gone beyond what he had had countenance, you know, thinking of himself as the kind of the captain of this endeavor. Uh, he, mm. you know, he had not approved these these tactics. Well, right, and and because he, he was still actually envisioning, I think, um, revenge on this this family, right? Um, that on this family and this set of families, um, and so I I, I see that. As being consistent with what is revealed in the, in this episode, right? That we we see an affidavit, um, and that um, 
you know, they, they, I believe the school, is it the school itself says, oh, well, you know, Serena Vander, she comes from a very powerful family. Right. Right. I, they, you know, I, they, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise going to court. I wouldn't advise taking your chances in the court and trusting the truth will prevail because uh, the courts are really just a kind of adjunct to the, the uh, political organization of these families. Well, right. And what, and the, the DA or something, um, Lily, ha- Lily had convinced the DA to offer a plea, plea bargain or something yeah, rather like that. than, yeah, rather than having, uh, having it dragged through the papers. Right, exactly. Um, so, and, and so I feel like that is, is somehow consistent with what we've, um, with, with what we've seen. Um, and as, as you say, that, that is, what's, what's nice is what they, what they do here is, you know, the, the narrative move that they make is, fits with the the so what's being depicted socially right so um that the this this is like one of these places where the you know the two lenses that we're using um uh the primary lenses of analysis of you know cultural and or literary studies and um and social studies the social studies the social sciences um come together right because i think what you what you have here is that this this episode is uh, some somewhat of a inflection point right that um and the way they 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 fade out the ben and juliet story arc um is by having this turn on uh, is the revelation that um that lily actually um turned them in um even though there was not a was not an affair and uh, not an affair the um and 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 what that does is um you know changes the structure of the conflict right and and you you see this again um you know, we talked a few episodes ago about the structure of these these reverse shots of who sure. is who is against whom, and you see that um, in this in this episode where Serena confronts Lily, and then there's the reverse shot of everybody else against right. Lily, right? And then and, and, and so the, the the symbolism of the alliance is shifting, um, and and the conflict and the and the, the major line of conflict shifting um, is 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 very. Um, is very concrete, right? Um, and so, and so it's 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 a very interesting, um, you know. So both the the social alliances um, shift, and so although there's not a fundamental shift in the deep structure, um, it it creates a it's starting to create much more of a a generational. Um, like the line of conflict is is somehow generational, and is somehow possibly once again ideological or something right there's there's there seem to be about you know a a a question of are there different theories of you know are, are do, do does serena's generation and and do lily and her generation have different ideas of what they ought to do well yeah they, um, they, i think that's right but i think lily is i you know if i may be permitted to point out what uh, something i think it, uh, as a weakness in the writing i think lily is not the right representative for um, you know, old line uh, propriety, right? I, Eleanor Waldorf would be a better uh, would be a better sort of proxy for that um, 
that viewpoint, right? Because Lily was this girl who was a rocker chick, right, back in the day. Well, and I think, but that's, I think that that's the power of the, of, of I mean, a... We were going mean, to we were gonna see this in the short-lived uh, spinoff. But I think that that, I mean, I think no, because I actually think if you're, if you're wanting it to be about structure rather than about the individual agent's preferences um, or, or, or actions, it's much, it's, it's better for it to be Lily, right? So, so that even the, the party girl who is a, you know, a, a groupie, um, a, a rock groupie and, and what have you, um, essentially, eventually, um, comes back from that um, that brief detour um, and beco- comes to want these things for her family um, and comes to take the steps to um, to enact them right so that and and so that I would argue is um, I, I think you know from a point of view of again I'm thinking about this from a perspective much more of of empirical research design than of than of script writing, but I think that it's it's I, I think that why it does work and why I, I'm I'm being uncharacteristically laudatory is that this kind of you know that that this is this is surprising um, because it has not historically been the strong suit of the Gossip Girl writing staff that you know early on one of the things we talked about you know, the earliest one of our earliest theses about. The show is that it excels um, at the at the micro level, the at the at the level of of the conversation, of the detail, um, of, of the, the uh, you of know the reference, of, very of the reference, right, and maybe of the character for a few characters or the relationship, um, but at the, at this at, at the level of a of a, of a story arc um, or a. Um, even in some cases, an individual episode, let alone a season, um, or something that will be in the end called a show, has has struggled, right? Um, and and often has these story arcs um, where there's a conflict that is that is created by uh, the introduction of a outside character, and then that that um, that that conflict is resolved by that character being. Spelled uh, from the the social circle, yeah, right. Uh, and, for, uh, you know, e.g., you know, exemplia gratia, Rufus and Lily's love child, quod vita. Right, right, exactly. I think that's a, that's a really good example of that. You have the various impostures, um, the what is that, Poppy Lifton, um, and the there's a there is a prince, I believe, at Georgina, some point, or Duke. at some point, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, people, people who come in and who are not. Who are not um, who are not part of us. This this actually thinks uh, bear, bears I think on something else that Amanda from Brazil uh, said, which was that um, you know uh, well I'm going to go about this in a circuitous way. Um, Gossip Girl we've we've said and I think we're we've never said any different. It's a show about power. It's about the the exercise of power um, and the organization of power, which is to say it's a show about agency and the limitations of agency within a, uh, a certain kind of social organization. Um, uh, Glee, by contrast, is a, is a show about the, the formation of oneself as an agent, uh, which is to say it's about adolescence. But uh, that will leave to the next until the next podcast. Um, any 
organization of power uh, uh, has winners and losers. Would, uh, that is to say, that some sneeches are star-bellied sneeches, and some sneeches have no stars upon theirs. And, uh, and um, so Amanda points out that Lily is very willing to send a man to jail um, so that the Upper East Side business can... Are, are you okay there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I got. I was just getting. You, you, you're about to make an amazing point, and it just really, um, you know, became very agitated. No, yeah, my. Um, I, I just. <laughs> that, yeah. No, I, I just uh, half knocked my my headset off of my head. That's all. Just you jerked involuntarily at at uh, in delight at what I was going to say. If you um, must know, I'm having neck pain, and I was adjusting the Thermacare patch uh, on on my neck. Um, way to make so, me way to make me the asshole. <laughs> well, way to, way to, way to re- I, I don't I don't need to do a lot of work there on that front. Um, way, to, way to wreak your structural revenge against me. Um, so you can spare Serena and the Upper East Side, uh, uh, you know, um, Cirrus, right? <laughs> but you can. Um, uh, but that comes at the expense of sending someone uh, in in the serving class, you know, a teacher at a boarding school, uh, which is positive, which is sort of commodified as everything in Gossip Girl is commodified as a luxury good, um, to jail. And uh, Ch- Chuck later calls this um, uh, collateral damage, you know, um, more like collateral murder. <laughs> no, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, collateral murder was the name of the first, like WikiLeaks' first uh, big smash uh, uh, on on the internet oh. scene a few months back. This was the the video footage um, of the leaked video footage of a few bombing, uh, I believe it was bombing raids um, in Iraq, in which uh, it it shows, you know relatively clear evidence of targeting of civilians um of unarmed individuals of journalists um of of residential yeah, but isn't that guy isn't that guy like ben a sex criminal um yeah yeah he would actually fit in really well i, I hope someday that gossip girl has its own kind of WikiLeaks, its own julian assange um type yeah to sort of totally decent well kind of is it's actually damien dalgard the uh the belgian drug dealer is kind of that <laughs> uh is exactly that type but without this um patina of like some kind of like moral superiority right um that the, dr- the drug dealers, internet, transnational drug dealers and transnational um, document leakers are kind of um, occupy a, a similar yeah, tra- transnational shadow journalists. Anyway, the point the point that I was wanting to make uh, wanting to make collateral was, murder. Amanda was was bringing this up, kind of horrified that this is something that bothered her about the episode that that someone could be referred to as collateral damage. But I think inherent in any system of of the organization of power. Uh, this kind of inequality is is going to be there, you know, uh, especially when it's at a very large scale. Yes. Um. Anyway, so Amanda also says uh, in her email, she closes by saying, "Thank you for providing me with intellectual stimulation, sorely missing in college. You'd cry uh, if you had taken the semester-long sociology class I took this year." And something to procrastinate to all at the same time. You guys are awesome. Sorry if I'm coming off as a groupie, but uh, you know, 
uh, she has uh, nice things to say about the show and uh, Amanda from Brazil. So uh, thank you, Amanda. Yeah, I mean, and and so any any closing thoughts, Matt? I mean, I think we're 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 reaching um, the the end of the line. Um, this was a good. This was a good arc. I was not sure in these first couple episodes of Gossip Girl whether, and I think you weren't either. Uh, you, yeah, that's what I was, I was saying earlier. You were more. Um, you were. Uh, you felt worse about it than I did. But I. I think they actually really pulled it out. This. Uh, in this. In the. You know. Uh, the first half of the season. Um, it's clear that they had been doing a level of large-scale planning that had not necessarily been evident in the show before, uh, and opportunities had gotten squandered because of the lack of, of large-scale planning. They, they'd been doing it, and also, um, you know, uh, using using characters. The... Um, uh, one thing Amanda wonders if if is if Julian uh, not Julian I'm thinking of Julian Assange if Serena is on the straight and narrow now and I mean it, it remains to be seen I have a feeling that it's going to we're going to turn into a kind of a business plot with Chuck and Lily and and uh, uh, and uh, you know and that now that Lily well, is the well and I think let's also talk about like your the thing that you that you tweeted as well um that we mentioned earlier in the in the episode oh right um about about dan Dan Blair right this is like the closing moments of of this most recent episode um involve a some uncharacteristically flirty banter between um Dan and yeah, Blair and they're going to film for him together or something yes or, you know yes, yes. to watch Which, Honestly, I mean, I know I, I like. Wouldn't they uh, go to Lincoln Center? I mean, come on. Exactly, exactly. Or or the um or the Paris Theater uh, at, uh that's right across the street from um the Plaza Hotel. I mean, the the Film Forum. I mean, of the art houses, is kind of the art houseiest of the art houses. Um, it's a really well, like I know, there's the IFC Center and no, the IFC, or... the IFC Center. Uh, most of the rest of them are like real movie theaters. Um, and the film form is a box. It's like a dank little box that smells like popcorn and pee. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and and they're always and they're always uh, as you as you can tell, I'm a subscriber. Um, yeah, really. and, <laughs> Here's um, uh, you know what I've. A closing thing. Yeah, I don't know where else I'm going to see, like you know, be able to see a Godard movie every single week, right? Um, every single day, if you want. Here, here's my closing thought. In um, it, it's interesting in with a lot of blame getting getting kind of displaced onto Lily. In um, uh. We tell ourselves stories about ourselves ex post facto in order to do thing to do two things. One is to make sense of what has come before, and uh, two is to kind of set ourselves up from for the future. That is to say, tell ourselves stories about ourselves as though we were the kind of people that we want to be. And in a show like Gossip Girl, where agency is really problematized, where there there is really a kind of a battle between um, uh, s- the kind of systematic. Uh, power working out itself, um, regardless of the individuals and uh, anyone's individual will or intent, um, blame becomes important, I think, right? Because blame is a kind of story that we tell ourselves about ourselves ex post facto, um, both to make sense of of uh, what has happened and to kind of set us up for for the future. And I think that I think that the displacement of blame onto Lily. Is I think this is an interesting move, um, 
setting her setting her up as an actor in this way outside of the social sphere, uh, but but also kind of in the in the the business and sort of legal spheres uh, is is a new move for her. And and I would just I I have a hunch. I don't know anything about what's coming, but I have a hunch that um, we we ought to keep our eye on on blame and the idea of who's responsible for what as we go mm-hmm. forward. Mm. I think that's. I think that's. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of our our uh, predictions uh, in the past are much more um, narrative oriented. So this is a, a interesting uh, turn towards a, a thematic um, a thematic prediction. Yeah, I was just thinking um, about it as I as I was watching it uh, the other night, and it, it strikes me as I think that's going to be an interesting area. I think I think that's right, and so um, you know, listeners, if you've uh, also highlighted any interesting areas, have have predictions, uh, either narrative or thematic, um, have comments on any of these last two episodes of Gossip Girl, um, on oh, I don't know, funny hats and shoulder pads, on um, on on any any other things, hit us up at all the usual places, um, give us some love on on the Twitters, give us an at reply at uh, at TFT podcast. Um, send us an email at tftpodcast at overthinking.com uh, call us or send us a text message to 20 fat jog uh, 01 that's 203-285-6401 um, and as, as always uh, you know do it for do it for the Belgian drug dealers and do it for the the, uh, the hypocritical matriarchs and do it for the uh, the the wrongfully imprisoned teachers, but most of all, most of all, as always, do it for these Teen. fucking teenagers. All right, you know what we should do? What we should create an Amnesty International like campaign <laughs> to free Ben from. Prison. Yeah, it's like uh, freeing Mumia, right? 